the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministries is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God has designed for you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. Tonight we're going to continue in Hebrews. And the thing about Hebrews is that you find the author has continually repeats a theme, continually drives a theme home. And this is true with the Day of Atonement. This is true with a lot of the Jewish practices that he brings forward. Why? Well, what he's trying to get those Jews to see, the Hebrews to see, is that those things that they have attached themselves to, those things that they have called worship, those things that they had literally ascribed to God himself, by God's direction, were no longer representative of the relationship that God wanted with them. See, God removed all of the obstacles. Jesus removed all of the things that would prevent them from seeing the truth of God's heart for them. So you'll see the author of Hebrews bringing it back to them again and again. And what he's trying to say is to them is that Jesus Christ, is His sacrifice is superior, the superiority of Christ. That His love is superior. That His grace is superior. That He is faithful to the uttermost. That His sacrifice solved all of the problems of sin. If we would just receive it. Now the problem with... I guess I could attribute this more to myself because I don't know what your personal experience is. But when I hear things over again... With arrogance, I tend to dismiss them. And, you know, if you read the Bible, the Lord compares us to sheep, right? And I think that that comparison has a lot of truth in it, especially when it comes to spiritual revelation. In fact, it's probably generous. (laughs) But what God brings before us in this in this text and through the word of God is the same truths over and over again only he allows the spirit of God to illustrate them through your experiences through this written scripture through the things that he brings that illustrate truth to you and suddenly they become alive well what we're going to look at tonight 
I want you to look to the Spirit of God for revelation, for illumination, so that you can see the fullness of the truth that God intends for you to see in this. Look to the Spirit of God. Now, the author of Hebrews is writing to, as I said, some Hebrews who had who'd come to Christ in the shadow of the Jewish temple. And sometime after Pentecost, there had been someone that had come to them and led some of these people to the Lord. Now they were all part of a small group of believers outside of Jerusalem. But because of the persecution, they were beginning to think about deserting their faith and returning to Judaism. Now, the Day of Atonement is in the author's mind as he writes about the work of Christ. And the Day of Atonement was the climax or of the Old Covenant ceremonial system. It centered on the mediatorial work of the high priest, beginning with the sacrifice of the bull for the sins of the high priest in order that he might carry out his ministry, the sacrifice of the two goats, one whose blood was taken into the Holy of Holies and sprinkled on the mercy seat, and the other was the goat called the goat of departure or the scapegoat. Most of us have heard that expression used. And the priest would confess the sins of Israel over that goat, and then that scapegoat was sent off. The Hebrew text actually says, into a land cut off, never to be seen again. Well, it reminds me of what, the, what God said to us. He said, then I will remember their sins no more. As we look at the Day of Atonement, first the high priest is at the altar, which is before the tabernacle where the animals were slain. And then second, the high priest passes through the holy place, the part of the tabernacle into the Holy of Holies where the Ark of the Covenant is. And then third, the high priest comes back into view from the Holy of Holies, indicating that his work was finished, that God had accepted the sacrifice. And upon seeing that high priest come out of the Holy of Holies, the children of Israel would have confidence that the sacrifice had been accepted and that the covenant that they had between themselves and God was good for one more year. So, I want you to keep those three positions of the high priests in mind as we look at our text. We're going to be looking at Hebrews chapter 9, verses 23 through 28, but I'm going to back it up to verse 19 for context. He writes, For when every commandment in the law had been read by Moses to all the people, he took the blood of the calves and goats which had been sacrificed together with water and scarlet wool and with a bunch of hyssop and sprinkled both the scroll itself and the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant that seals and ratifies the agreement which God ordained and commanded me to deliver to you. And in the same way, he sprinkled both the tabernacle and all the containers and sacred utensils of worship with the blood. In fact, under the law, almost everything is cleansed with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness, neither release from sin and its guilt, nor cancellation of the merited punishment. 
Therefore, it was necessary for the earthly copies of the heavenly things to be cleansed with these. But the heavenly things themselves required better sacrifice than these. For Christ did not enter into a holy place made with hands, a mere copy of the true one, but he entered into heaven itself, now to appear in the very presence of God on our behalf. Nor did he enter into the heavenly sanctuary to offer himself again and again as the high priest enters the holy place every year with the blood that is not his own. Otherwise, Jesus Christ, he's speaking up here, he would have needed to suffer over and over since the foundation of the world, but now once for all at the consummation of the ages as he has appeared and publicly manifested to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as it is appointed and destined for all men to die once, and after this comes certain judgment, so Christ, having been offered once and for all to bear as a burden the sins of many, will appear a second time when he returns to the earth, not to deal with sin, but to bring salvation to those who are eagerly and confidently waiting for him. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. Now, I know that's a long stretch, but it's all part of the whole. And you have to consider it all before you understand the whole. In verse 19, he writes, For every commandment in the law had been read by Moses to all the people. For when that every commandment of the law had been read by Moses to all the people, he took the blood of calves and goats, which had been sacrificed, together with water and scarlet wool and a bunch of hyssop, and he sprinkled the, both the scroll and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant that seals and ratifies the agreement which God ordained and commanded me to deliver to you. Now here we see Moses ratifying the covenant with blood. Now this is all in Exodus chapter 24. And Moses sprinkled the book the altar, and the people with blood. And this was a ratification of the covenant between God and man that was conditioned upon man's obedience. Moses tells them that this is the covenant that God has commanded you. The Greek word for covenant is diathike. And it is used in the sense of a commitment that God has commanded you. Not that God has made with you, but that God insists that you live by. He is demanding obedience to this covenant, something the people agreed to, but were never really able to keep. And Jesus brought us a new covenant that is unconditional, and he ratified that with his own blood. The blood ratified their commandments. And notice that the sin must be addressed. He ratified the covenant of obedience The sin must be addressed before obedience is possible. The blood was a sign of confirmation. Remember in Matthew 26, 48, where it says, 
Jesus says to them, This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you. So the new covenant would come through his blood. Blood was necessary for both covenants, the old covenant and the new covenant. And Jesus had to die to execute the covenant, which was like a will for him. Also, he had to die because forgiveness is not possible without the shedding of blood. We just read that. Verses 21 and 22. And in the same way, he sprinkled the tabernacle and all the containers and sacred utensils of worship with blood. In fact, under the law, almost everything is cleansed with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness, neither release from sin and its guilt, nor cancellation of merited punishment. Every ceremony that was part of a covenant required blood. The tabernacle, the furnishings, every divine service required the sprinkling of blood because God wanted men to know this, that every covenant that was ever made with man had to first deal with sin. Sin had to be dealt with. Now Josephus writes that Moses would spend seven days purifying the priests and their vestments. Moses would purify the tabernacle and all its furnishings with oil and then with the blood of rams and goats. Every vessel that was used in worship before God could not be tainted by the corruption of sin and must be purified by the blood of the sacrifice that was made for sin. We take forgiveness so lightly. We don't recognize, when you see the fervor of Moses spending seven days scrubbing each thing, this is like entering into the house, you know, where everybody's had the flu. And, you know, mama comes in with the Lysol wipes and she's hitting everything, doorknobs, everything. Because they don't want a single, a single piece of that virus on anything for you to pick up. Well, in this case, we're talking about sin. And it's not so much that, they, that people would pick up sin, but that people would contaminate the very utensils that would be brought forward before the Lord. That would be dedicated to worship before the Lord so that they might cleanse them. Leviticus 17.11, I've read it to you before. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes atonement by reason of the life which it represents, the life in the blood. It reminds me that the soul, that is my mind, my will, my emotions, must be continually consecrated unto him. As a priest consecrates and purchases, uh, purges the instruments of the temple, so must I allow the Spirit of God to anoint my mind, will, and emotion, so that they may be purged from the influence of the world, sin, and the flesh. And how often do we carry around in our minds the clutter of this world that literally tints our perspective, it twists our understanding, it continues to play with our emotions, and we begin to believe that what the world presents is our reality. Let me tell you something. God does not define life by the flesh. 
what you're living right now, God does not define as life. What you are living in the spiritual realm, that is what God says is life. What is connected to Him is life. Anything that is not connected to the Spirit of God, anything that is not connected to God Himself, has no life. Jesus said, I have come that you might have, what? Life. And what did He shed for you that had life? His blood. And now, if you have received His sacrifice... You have been cleansed by the life in that blood, and you have been resurrected to newness of life. Also, verse 22 uh, contains, and I brought this out before, one of the three impactful without statements that are made in Hebrews. In Hebrews eleven six, we read, Without faith it is impossible to please him. Then in twelve fourteen, continually pursue peace with everyone and the sanctification without which no one will ever see the Lord. And verse 22 begins and it says, Almost everything. So there were some exceptions that are almost wouldn't be there. The verse tells us that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. Without. In this, there are no exceptions. But we did not have to provide our own sacrifice. Aren't you glad of that? You enter the presence of God through the shed blood of Christ and the new birth. For the child of God, the new creation, there is no further sacrifice, no further offering, no further atonement. It wasn't cheap. It was his everything for your nothing. Verse 23. Therefore, it was necessary for the earthly copies of the heavenly things to be cleansed with these. But the heavenly things themselves required far better sacrifices than these. Therefore, it was necessary. The pattern of things in heaven were the things of the old covenant. The pattern on earth was cleansed and purified with the blood of the animal sacrifices. That was the ratification of the old covenant. This was the shedding of blood that simply covered the sins of men. That's what they did. They simply covered it. It was therefore necessary that the things of the new covenant that were in the heavenly sanctuary be purified and anointed, established and inaugurated by a better sacrifice. And he uses the plural for sacrifice because the sacrifice of Christ consummated all of the Old Testament sacrifices. If blood was necessary for the copy, how much more for the reality? The old covenant was only a picture of the glorious reality that God had planned for his new covenant, new creations, his children that would be born in Christ. Only the blood of Jesus, the Lamb of God, would be enough to satisfy the debt of sin. God was so satisfied with with Jesus' sacrifice that he exalted him and gave him a name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, things in the earth and under the earth. 
There must be a death, for the wages of sin is death. It's not just sinful behavior we're addressing here. It is the root of sinful behavior. It is unregenerate flesh that could never be made righteous. It was sinful from birth. There had to be a sacrifice that would be pure, that sin had never touched. A sacrifice that could atone for the sin of humanity. A sacrifice that was eternal in nature, so that it could atone for all men. A sacrifice that would not just be forgiveness, but newness of life. And this was Jesus who saved us, because he loved us with a love that we could never deserve or even desire. We couldn't earn it. We couldn't maintain it. It is ours because out of his desire, he loved us and gave himself for us. Titus 3, 5. He saved us not because of any works of righteousness that we have done, but because of his own compassion and mercy by the cleansing of the new birth spiritual transformation, regeneration, and renewing by the Holy Spirit, by the cleansing of the new birth. You see, he didn't just wash you up. He made you new, clean. Child of God, sin has never touched the new creation. Let me tell you that again, because if you're a child of God, you are a new creation. Sin has never touched the new creation. You were birthed into newness of life by the resurrection of the life of Christ, to stand clothed in the righteousness of Christ before your holy God. There is no sin obscuring. There is no sin that would keep you out. There is never any rejection of the child of God before the throne of God. But you know what? That's the enemy's call. That's the accuser's voice continuously coming to us and saying, you are not worthy. You are not accepted. You blew it. You can't come before the throne. You can pray, but he will not hear you. You can plead with him, but he won't hear your plea because you've promised this before. He's heard it all before. What makes you think that it's any better today than it was last time? Well, you know the enemy has a point. Quit promising. Did you think you could add to the atonement of Christ? Did you think you could add to the sacrifice of Christ? Quit promising. Come before him in the name of Jesus with the cleansing of the shed blood in the new birth, recognizing with confidence that you're fully accepted, fully loved, fully embraced, that there is no separation. Don't allow the enemy to pull you away. Don't allow him to put you in a place of self-protection, holding on to the distractions of this world, trying to count yourself as something different than what God made you to be. Recognize that this is but shadow, and you were made for the substance, which is the throne of God. You are an eternal creature. We live this life by faith. 
Well, he's not talking about living a life by faith that allows faith to be your American Express card to purchase the things that you think you need in this life. Faith is relegated to just being used when you can't handle it yourself. If that's your vision of faith, then you don't know what faith is. Faith is the moment by moment, day in and day out, trust that there's something greater than this life. That we're made for something bigger than this life. That our God delights in us. How much faith does that take? Well, if you're like me, it takes a great deal. Verse 24. For Christ did not enter into a holy place made with hands, a mere copy of a true one. But he entered into heaven itself, now to appear in the very presence of God on our behalf. When he had finished... Having made the perfect sacrifice, he went into the very presence of God. When he went, we went with him because we are in Christ. Because of what he did for us, he atoned for our sins and resurrected us in newness of life in union with his spirit and then brought us into the presence of God. The word appear used here actually means to appear openly. He's not ashamed of you. He came in in a celebratory walk before the throne of God, carrying us. That's important. Appear openly is important because you will remember when the high priest took the blood into the Holy of Holies to sprinkle it on the mercy seat, he brought in incense. And when he went in with the blood, he brought the incense that had been burned. And the holy place would have been filled with smoke, the smoke of incense. And there were clouds of it. There was no clear picture of the holy place or the presence of God. It was filled with the clouds of incense behind the veil. Thank you for joining us for His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger. This program is the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. If you'd like to know more about us, visit us on the web at hislifeministries.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. We would love to have you join us for worship. We meet on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 1307 Blanco Woods at the corner of Blanco Road and Blanco Woods, just inside Loop 1604. Also, if you would like to help support this ministry, you can send your tax-deductible donation to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1894, Bernie, Texas, 78006. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.